Hello. I'm not a traditional person. I've never really done what other people do. To say the least. Although I was a wild boy, I realize now there's not much play left in me. The magic's gone. I want the magic back. I want it back. And so I've jumped headfirst into this podcasting universe. But little did I realize. After promising to drop a new episode every Thursday, there would be a grand total of five Thursdays this month, November 2020. It's actually December right now. Talk about overpromising, huh? Huh. Oh well, let's go. Way to start a podcast. There is an idea of a show. A working concept, a finished product. This is the beginning, perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal, this is simply a big, bogus podcast. I think that's officially my uh, catchphrase now. Anyway, my name is Mighty Blackwood. Welcome to episode three of Big Bogus Podcast. And oh yeah, sorry I about. Am my conscience. Sorry about that. His conscience, our conscience. I am going to be editing things in and editing things out. Much obliged. To keep this show running smoothly from now on. Much obliged. Go on. Much continue. obliged. Much obliged. Thank you. Um, ladies and gentlemen, that was my conscience, is my conscience, shall be my conscience. Um, been assigned to uh, clean up because, you know, I'm going to be making mistakes and uh, I guess somebody has to clean it up. Them up. This episode of Big Bogus Podcast is going to be about how I played, um, played. how I played myself. Starting a podcast way too soon without knowing w- even a little bit about with without uh, knowing exactly what I'm doing. All right. All right, go go go. That's your cue. I remember um, about 20 years ago, give or take, who knows, when I was uh, a young lad. Um, <laughs> I was up in Aurelia, Ontario. Canada, Aurelia, Ontario, Canada. My God, man. Um. And there was this kid up there just absolutely fucking showing off on a bicycle. This kid was like riding. He, well, first of all, he was he was much younger than I was. So to me, he was a kid. I was a kid also. But um, he was showing off on a bicycle riding backwards and shit. Like I'd never seen anyone do this in real life except for maybe one time I saw like some guy that was older than I was. He was standing up riding on the bicycle like just fucking surfing down a road. And I was like, yo, that's amazing. But I, I didn't think that was in, like, within the realm of shit that anyone my age was supposed to be able to do. So up in Aurelia, around this time, uh, 20 years ago, not this time, I mean, like, around summer times. Blah, 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 blah. So part of what you're going to have to do is tighten up your storytelling abilities so you're not rambling as much. But continue, though. Yeah. Um, let me stop rambling. You can so, try. Uh, this kid was there riding backwards on this back road, and I was like... That's fucking amazing. And if he can do it, I can do it. I don't see why I shouldn't be able to do it, right? So I went up to the kid and I was like, yo, how are you able to do this shit? And he 
I, I don't remember if he had an answer for me. I just, I just remember that I had it cemented in my mind that I was going to learn how to do that shit that summer. And that's, that was the end of it. Right. So, um, what I did was I tried it. It didn't work out. I kept falling, but determination took over and I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to try to learn how to ride a bicycle backwards in about the exact same way that I tried to learn and succeeded in learning how to ride a bicycle forward. So how I succeeded in riding a bicycle forward was trial by error, trial by fire, whatever you want to call it. I found a hill. <laughs> I died. I, 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 you just said you died. Think about things before you say them, but continue. Okay, so I yeah. put my feet up and I fucking flung myself down the hill. And a few times of that, and the brain takes over, and I was just like, yo, um, it's either I'm going to crash or I'm going to learn this thing. And I learned it. And, you know, after that, I, I, I never struggled. I, I, I don't remember anyone pushing me from behind going, oh, just try to pedal. None of that nonsense. It's like you, you jump into it, and it works out. So I found, um, like, the slopiest hill out in Aurelia. The slopiest and um, it was like probably like half a mile or something like that. It wasn't even, it wasn't a hill. It was a road, um, back road. So it's not a lot of traffic, um, paved roads. Uh, you're gonna have to drink more water and practice breathing if you want to do this talking thing. True. So um, yeah, I found like the the perfect scenario for practicing this thing. I'm gonna let you finish the rest of this story uninterrupted. Go on. Uh, thanks. So what I did was went to the top of the hill. Yeah. Um, I sat on the bicycle handlebars backward, and um, I just rolled down the hill. Didn't work out so well <laughs> the first few times. I mean, I wasn't going at speed, so it, I didn't fall over so terribly. But um, what I realized was that uh, the more I tried, the more I wanted it. And then here's the secret that I found. About 20 times, I'll never forget that amount, about 20 times of trying to do this thing backward um, was all I needed. Because after the 20th time, I think, um, it just clicked in my mind and I was able to ride backward. And then from that realization, I took it off the hill onto a flat road and I just started practicing riding backward. And to this day, I'm able to ride a bicycle backward. And that is my theme in uh trying things that's why i tried this podcast i don't know how to do a podcast and i keep saying that i keep saying that and i'll keep saying that but <laughs> this shit is gonna get figured out not a bad attempt at speaking for about two minutes you did go over the speaking limit by about three minutes though yeah i know i know i know i know i know but uh i figured out what i was trying to say though um the point of that whole story was that don't expect this podcast to get nice until about the 20th episode. That's why I'm keeping them nice and short right now. Um, I'm not going to put anyone through hours and hours and hours of listening just in hopes that this thing gets great. It's going to get great, and that's why I keep saying it's going to get great, but it's going to take about 20 attempts. That's why I keep them short. What short? These episodes. Congrats, you're mediocre, which makes me mediocre too. Jeez, talk about uh, being hard on yourself. Huh? All right, so yeah, we've established that I played myself, but um, 
If you think uh, learning to ride a bicycle is hard, wait until you try to learn to ride a motorcycle, which is um, what I recently did about six years ago. Let me guess. This is uh, another example of how you played yourself? Uh, yes. Uh, y yeah, it is. A word of advice, then. Next time, say so before you start talking. Well, I guess you're not wrong. All right, where was I? Uh, driver's license, uh, motorcycles. Oh, yeah. I got my driver's license for motorcycles. And let me tell you, it's hands down the scariest thing you can try. Because when you're out there with the wind in your eyebrows and nothing between you and the road but a few hundred pounds of metal and rubber, I mean... <laughs> shit gets real, real fast. Absolutely. Here's the story of how I learned to ride a motorcycle and why I'm not really afraid to try new things when it comes to uh, diving in head first. AKA why you're not afraid of playing yourself. Yes, uh, AKA why I'm not afraid of playing myself. So, long story short, I was supposed to get my driver's license when I was about 15 or 16 years old. Um, I was away on summer, and then uh, I had made a promise with a girl that was 19 at the time to uh, get her license together. Unfortunately, she came back to the city before I did, to Toronto. And, um, you know, I just realized I say Toronto. I've had this talk with people. What do you say, Toronto? 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 And I'm like, I say Toronto. No, I don't. I say Toronto. And now I know. All right, so she'd come back to the city before I did, and um, she just went off and got her fucking license before me. I came back to the city, and I was all gung-ho. I was like, yeah, yeah, we're going to do this together. It's going to be amazing, and she already got hers. And I'm like, ah, fuck it. I don't have a car anyway. I don't, there was no rush to go and do the thing. So I just never did. Anyway, fast forward into the future, and um, I still didn't have my car license, but I still needed a way to get around. Um... By the way, having a license really informs your decisions in life. It decides what kind of career path you're going to get into. It, it decides where you're going to hang out. I'm sure I don't need to explain this thing to anyone, but I'm just uh, putting it out there in case you don't have your license. Go and get it. So, fast forward a while, you know, to about six years ago. And, um, <laughs> it's, it's a while. And, uh, I wanted a license. But uh, I figured the cheaper thing to do instead of um, eventually getting a car would be to get a motorcycle. So I wanted to get my M1, um, which is the learner's permit for motorcycles. But with an M1, you can jump on a motorcycle. You can go write your test, get your M1, and jump on the road same day. As long as you pass the test. So basically, you get your motorcycle riding license the second you pass the test. Um, which is great. You're not allowed to ride at night with it, but it's fucking great that way. Um, so, I went and did it. Problem is, I didn't have a, a real bike bike. So, um, what I did was I went and got a limited speed bike, which is basically a scooter, but it is a motorcycle because it runs on gas. Um, it has an engine. Um, and it can go like 70 miles an hour. So, a limited speed motorcycle can only go a certain speed. Um, which is good enough for me. I can zip around on the roads without uh, having to pedal anything. So, the 
Limited Speed motorcycle in question was a 50cc, and that is the total volume of fuel an engine can process through its cylinders. 50cc's is very small. In fact, it's 49, but it is called 50. Now, this 50cc motorcycle, Limited Speed, was a Honda Ruckus, a very small bike. It is a belt drive. The drive is encased. The motorcycle cannot be controlled by the operator in terms of switching gears. Therefore, no valid practice for the operation of a highway-going motorcycle was possible. So, I did that. Went and wrote my test, passed it, and um, jumped on the limited speed. But, here's the thing. Having never driven before, I knew that eventually... I was going to have to face the scariest thing I'd ever faced ever in life. In the worst way possible, too, because there's the highway exit test for any kind of driver's license, whether it's a car or a motorcycle or anything. So, um, having never driven a car before and never taken the highway exit test in a car, which, I mean, compared to motorcycles, is the safer way to do things, um, I was dreading the day that I would have to take my exit test for a motorcycle because, for one, I, ha I was riding around on a little limited speed bike, and for two, um, I found that I was stretching out. You're allowed to take about five years to learn. Um, you don't have to go and graduate from the M1 to the M2 to the full M um, for about five years. You can do it slowly, right? So... After the proper amount of months, like 18 months, I went to driving school for motorcycles. It is important here to note that if a person takes a ministry-approved driving safety course, that person is essentially put on a fast track between M1, M2, and full M driving status. Between the M1 and the M2, there is still a requisite 60 days of waiting, but... With the driving course, between the M2 and the full M, the person only has to wait 18 months instead of a full 22 months. Also, the person's insurance is affected in a great way. After about 18 months, um, I went and I got the M2, so now I can drive at night, which is great. And uh, I eventually got my, uh, like, a, a 750cc bike. Oh, the thing was bad. It was about 500 pounds of raw attitude. You could hear it from a block away. 750 cc's of someone did not treat me right, so I won't treat anyone right. Move now. Here I come. It was a bobber. It was Yamaha. It was insane. As soon as I got this bike was as soon as I realized that I was fucked. Here I was with 750 cc's of raw power with my M2, and I didn't know how to switch gears on a motorcycle. Eventually, I was going to have to take it to the highway to prove that I knew how to ride a bike to get my full M, but I didn't know how to fucking ride it. I was fucked. I played myself. You did what? I played myself. But, you know, um, I didn't let that stop me at all. What I did was remember, I remembered, back in the day, how... Simplest thing it was to learn how to ride a uh, bicycle backward. Now, I say simple because it was simple. It was difficult, but it was simple. So I remembered, you know, all I had to do was give myself a little time in a parking lot somewhere, 
maybe 20 times and I would learn how to switch gears on a motorcycle. I was going to have to learn. So I did just that. I went to a parking lot uh, close by where I lived. I took some back streets there. I knew I wasn't going to be able to take those same back streets home because they were a bunch of one-way streets. So um, I took those back streets there and I gave myself a few hours to practice because I knew that on the way back home, I was going to have to be able to switch from first gear to second gear to keep up in live traffic or else I was going to be doubly fucked. So now here's the fun part. This thing went down exactly as planned. I went to the parking lot in first gear. I fucked around in the parking lot for about two hours and, you know, trial after trial after trial, I slowly gained my confidence and then I realized, you know, once you learn how to switch from first gear to second gear, the thing kind of becomes second nature. Um, you know, uh, it, it's not scary anymore. And then as soon as you're able to switch to second gear, you're like, okay, I, I, I got to switch to third. And then from third, you're like, I need to find a bigger stretch of road because I have to switch to fourth. And that's how it goes. And then, uh, of course, I had no problem driving back home. I did it slowly, but I was in live traffic, switching from first to second to third. And I was like hoping, you know, for a little bit of gainway so I could try out fourth, but I didn't get it. It wasn't that type of road. Um, that's how it went. Simple, simple, simple. And the greatest thing about riding a motorcycle and learning how to do it is that once you learn how to do it, it becomes second nature um, using both hands and both feet in unison, um, just operating the bike the way it needs to be operated. You don't have to think about anything. Your mind just clears and it just, it just happens naturally. It's, I'd call it second nature, but really and truly it becomes first nature. It becomes a part of you. It is what it is. And it's like, before you learn how to do it, the prospect of doing it is the scariest thing ever. You think you're going to die. And to be fair, I mean, uh, knock on wood, it's always possible that you're going to die if you're on a motorcycle because everything on the road is trying to get you. The sand, the water, the sharp turns, ignorant drivers that don't care about motorcyclists or are simply not aware of them. That's why they say loud pipes save lives, but that's another story. It's not that scary, though, once you learn how to do it. It's like sailing. It's like being on the open waters. It's like... Yeah, I, I can't say enough about it. It's great. And that is why I know that whatever it is that I think that I can do, um, I should probably just give it a try. If it, uh, if it makes sense, if I think I'm competent enough to try it, uh, why not? So that's how we came around to this podcast thing. And that's how I know it's going to work out. I just need the proper amount of practice. You know what I'm saying? Give me a chance. Give me a chance. That was awkward. All right. I think uh, I think I'm gonna wrap this. I've spoken enough. Peace. And this concludes another episode of Big Bogus Podcast, Season One, Episode Three, a short version as we plot our way into what is to be, but isn't quite yet. Oh, um, yeah. How you like that? I cut you off. It's all good. Um, I'm just gonna mention that, of course, after the 750cc bike. Um, I went and got an 1100cc bike because, you know, riding's fun. And once you get one, you got to get a bigger one, a bigger one, a bigger one. 
Better, better, better. That's what I'm talking about. Um, and also, uh, phew, the first time I ever went on the highway <laughs> was the day of the highway test. But that's uh, something else. But All right, folks. There you have it. That's the end of the episode. Sometimes you got to play yourself because there's magic in that. Good night. There is an idea of a show. A working concept. A finished product. This is the beginning. Perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal, this is simply a big, bogus podcast. <laughs>